Hey loves, hey loves, hey loves. My name is Wyan Vaughn. I also go by Y. Anytime you see or hear me live across your socials, you are officially in a love. That, we're not in a love lounge right now. That's the funniest part. We're on the we're on the pod. That's so mindless for me that I just go straight to it. So we're keeping that because I'm a G. <laughs> and uh, also, if you didn't know. You're not in the love lounge. You are on Raise It Up Why the podcast. This is our 61st episode, the last Thursday of September 2023. In an episode that I do have a name for. <laughs> last episode, I didn't have a name yet. And we were taping. I was like, uh, yay, Ali is here. I don't know what I want to call the episode. So uh, this episode where Ali is not here, if you're listening and not watching, um, this is Leader of a New School. All right? We are still celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. If you didn't know, Busta Rhymes first ever came to us out of a group called Leaders of a New School. Um, and that was one of my brother, Rest in Heaven's, favorite groups back in the 90s when I first was introduced to hip-hop. So a lot of everything we've done on this podcast this year has really went back to the beginning for me. And... Man, just from the last few weeks of, last few weeks, last few episodes, which represent the last few months, um, right before September, Ali Shaheed Muhammad of A Tribe Called Quest coming on the pod. My sister, I am Wendy with an eye on all socials, sitting here with me, really talking about what I have on my shirt. If you're looking on YouTube, you know this. If you're listening, just trust that it's there. The Love Lounge Live Experience, Raise It Up Wise, first ever Love Lounge Live podcast taping experience. And then right before that, my cousin, my beautiful cousin, who, man, helped me start my music career partially. Uh, when we were in a group when I was 15 years old, uh, 15, 16. And that went on for a couple of years. But my cousin Maya Smith of The Do products uh, that you can find all around the country. Maya Smith, CEO and uh, MC, Master of Curl for The Do products. We've had a bunch of my beginnings on these last few episodes of the pod. Um, I purposely try not to have so many guests, but in the last few months, I've been feeling like it's imperative to really take y'all back to where I fell in love with this thing called hip hop, why I fell in love with this thing called hip hop. And as it celebrated its 50th birthday on the same day as Ali Shaheed, August 11th, I, I've just been in a real reflective space. And so for this episode, leaders of a new school, leader of a new school, um, I feel like last year around this time, I had a similar... I don't know, vibration 
um, in the ethos, which kinds of asks all of us to look at how we're leading our lives, how we're doing this thing called life. And um, a lot of new students are being created right now. A lot of people are graduated from whatever level of school they were at in May slash June. And now by this being fall semester, a lot of freshmen are entering into college for the first time, Um, middle schoolers entering into high school. Uh, We even have folks who this is their third year and they're entering into their junior year of college. I, I just feel like this is like a second renaissance And I'm not saying that because of Virgo season. (laughs) I don't know why. I know at the end of this, I'm going to shout out all of the Virgo loves because I feel like they won't like let me go and leave me alone. Even though when this is coming out, it will not be Virgo season anymore. Um, It's just the Virgos have had a stronghold on love culture lately and um, brilliantly so, beautifully so. We're even going to talk about one of my Virgo homeboys whose birthday was just celebrated at the top of this week when we're uh, recording. Um, But we'll get into all of that. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know, Raise It Up Why the podcast is where OGs kick game to real ones only. We do raise your self-awareness, your vibration, and your capacity for love, which is knowledge. We do that with non-corny positivity, utilizing the whole hip-hop culture, and we do it from the West Coast to the world. Like, it's just kind of our thing. Um, Love culture, you'll hear me say that a lot. That's all of the listenership of this podcast and people that follow, not just Raise It Up Why, but a lot of the things that YN, Vaughn, myself as a brand ends up doing. And um, I'm very thankful for all of the folks that believe in the things that I spit, that I kick, that I do. Um, And... Love culture is unified by three things. One, listening and rooting themselves in this positivity, this non-corny positivity on this podcast at Raise It Up Y, R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y. Love say rockets up on these hoes. Uh, That's number one. Number two, I love Onet. She put up the whole, mm mm-hmm. Number two, um, love culture does good for no good reason. You'll hear about that in the pay your due section. And number three, love culture leads and leaves all interactions with humans with love and respect. It leads and leaves. We start and end interactions with red-blooded humans with love and respect. I, I feel like that's pertinent for this particular episode because as a leader of a new school and as someone who has a lot of friends in education and just hearing what the educational organized space sounds like, um, even at higher ed uh, sorts of spaces, (sighs) I don't know. I don't know what I'm, I'm particularly feeling about the institution of education these days. Uh, But we'll get into that when we get into the episode. Uh, I'm going to speak organically and openly, uh, where I usually have more things kind of written and 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 very well thought out. I'm going to kind of come from the heart on a few of these topics because it's what I was led to do. And the sign of a good leader is to know when she's being led. Uh, I, I'm usually led by the divine spirit, positivity, love, the universe, my man, 
my my shit, my angels, aka my my assistants, they'll lead me all the time. Didn't we just do a whole photo shoot? And y'all had to tell me, YN, don't do the YN face. Get cute, quick. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Q. No, uh, but I I as a dope leader, I recognize when I'm being led. And as much as being a leader is important, um, how well you are as a follower of good leadership is really indicative of uh if you are as dope as you think you are as a leader. And in the spirit of doing things as I feel them, I'm right now about to change my YN's words of wisdom. And I think it might even go with what I already have, but uh, your followership, I'm just, I'm coming up with this literally as we're doing it. Your followership tells me a lot about your leadership, about the effectiveness of your leadership. Not me uh, really exercising the fact that I have my Mac situation. <laughs> when I have a, hey, when I be having my, my little Microsoft tab, I don't be, I don't be texting and doing a lot of stuff because that shit is old as fuck. But I really do like that contraption still. I do. I like my little um, thing of Madui. Y'all forgot what the hell that thing is called. Oh, that what's it called? Oops. Yeah, I like my Surface. I do. But man, it's something about that. That doo doo. <laughs> when the Wi Fi actually works, no, I'm messing with y'all. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get into some grounding, how we start all of our episodes. Uh, today we'll have for you a break it down um, and a high Y for sure. I really was thinking I was gonna have a raise them up, like, which is where I usually school people, but I think I'm kind of encompassing that into my YN's words of wisdom. It's acting like the raise them up, but it's going to be the YN's words of uh, of wisdom. So as we ground, take the time. Uh, take a moment, be here with me. I want you to hear my voice. Bring your awareness down to your feet. And to prove that you're really in your shoes or in your feet region, I want you to wiggle your toes. Bring that awareness up through your body to your face if you feel silly enough, touch your nose. I'm telling you to do that just to prove to yourself and recognize that you're actually presently here. Breathe the breath in. Lower breath out. Do that again in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Take a moment. Own this. The present, this right here, is a miracle we call life. That you're breathing, you are winning just because you are living this life. By spending this time with my voice right now, you're investing into your betterment. And I want you to sit with that and feel proud and welcome. Let's go up. We're getting right into it. Break It Down is the one segment we've been doing every 
single episode this year where, uh, if you don't know, if you're new here, Raise It Up Why, the podcast has five segments. Um, Break It Down, Raise Them Up, Hi Why, Get Raised, Do I Diddy. They all do different things for different episodes. And what I've been doing this year at the request of certain um, comments and feedback is trying to explain, not trying to, I've been explaining every segment as we've been doing it. There will probably become a day where I don't do that, you know, just because it's like a mouthful. So I feel like it is. But a part of leadership is taking in feedback. All right. And realizing that every episode you're gaining new followers. If you're a podcaster at all. Um, If like when I was an instructor slash professor, every semester you're gaining a crop of new students. So the rhetoric that might feel mundane and uh, so repetitive to you is actually very, very brand new um, to other people. So a part of shit, marketing, a part of promoting, and a part of building your brand not saying that everybody listening to this is trying to build their brand, but a part of that is constant repetition, consistency within that repetition. Um, and as we look at leaders of a new school and folks who lead uh, a new school of thought, um, a few things have just been coming up for me in my actual life. And I I just figured I would bring them to the pod. Uh, I I, I hope this ends up inspiring any of the students that I serve at 1500 Sound Academy, any of the folks who have ever taken a light work from me, my professional mentoring uh, program that I do, or... Any of the newbies, any of the the new listeners who's been around, maybe you've seen, uh, I don't know, seen me. I've been out lately doing more gigs and stuff like that, singing with uh, Terrace Martin, Kamasi Washington. Um, That was at Verse the other day in in Los Angeles. But even my mom and them, I've been doing more emotions gig. So more people have been seeing me out, not just as a podcaster. So I never know how anyone gets introduced to the YN show. I call everyone's life their show. So depending on how you know me, I want to let you know in any of these spaces, the emotions, my own artist career, um, Anytime you've ever seen me live, like I said in the beginning, mistakenly, you're in a love lounge sort of a thing. So if you've seen me across socials, if you've heard my radio show on AMP, uh, or if you are an avid listener to the Raise It Up Why podcast, any of it at all, I just want to make sure I impart on you. If you're building a relationship with anything or anyone new, um, you're not going to explain yourself once. And that's it. Now they understand who I am. At every new turn in life, you're going to end up reintroducing the same human you are, but with differences. That just brought me to something else. I'm I'm doing this in a way I've never done it. Um, and I'm gonna say, I know I know this is gonna be in the YN's words of wisdom. Talk about reintros in math. 
I was a math instructor for almost 10 years um, in math uh, with all uh, uh, add, minus, all that stuff. So I'm going to go on record and say, I hope and I pray this information is going to give you all some sense of how and or why it's important for you to know yourself well so that when you, in different areas and in different arenas of your life, are uh, probably going to be called to continuously uh, reveal who you are, the circumstances are going to end up looking different. The question is going to be, are you going to give the same answers? Are you still the same you in all of these different types of spaces? A leader ends up knowing who exactly they are and they aren't, regardless of how the environment might switch up or change. So these are all things that we're going to get into in the raise them up. That's going to be a slash YN's words of wisdom. But first, break it down. To break it down, we're going to take it to a Virgo friend of mine, an individual who shares a birthday with my Auntie Pam, rest in heaven. His name is Exhibits. I spoke to him on his birthday, told him that I loved him and got to see his beautiful family. And I was very happy that... uh, I'm just happy to know certain amazing humans. Um, The break it down is where we uncover the already existing genius in hip hop culture. Exhibit, AKA Alvin Joyner, is probably one of the most profound voices in my head whenever I think of making decisions um, that affect my creative career. Whenever I'm about to do something daring, I've been listening and looking at way too many Brene, Dr. Brene Brown interviews, uh, amazing LCSW um, and doctorate of social work, uh, who has been on everything from the most viewed TED Talks to Netflix specials. Uh, If you don't know who Brene Brown is, please look her up. Um, Exhibit is an individual who has the, the, the rugged image of, you know, how, you know, rappers in this industry kind of survived through the early 2000s and 90s. Um, the vibrato, the braggadocio, the, the, the bigness of the, the, the vocal whenever he's recorded. His voice is unmistakable. Exhibit has one of the most distinguishable and unique voices in hip-hop, let me tell it. Um, But outside of that, or inside of that, however you want to look at it, um, as a a brother to me in this industry, he is so sound. Um, Again, this year I've been kind of letting you all into my relationship with hip-hop a little more intimately, just as we celebrate 50 years of this thing, and Exhibit in particular um, did things like share his mother's poetry with me as I was 
attempting to remain encouraged to finish my sophomore poetry book called Write Out back in 2018. Um, We were working on Dr. Dre's uh, radio show at the time, and I was just explaining how I was feeling doubtful or unsure of how I wanted to finish this thing out for real. And uh, he says, I know what's going to help you. And he let me borrow one of the last things that he has of his mother, uh, a project she completed right before she had passed when Exhibit was young. And I read through it and her writing is amazing. She's an English professor. And what I didn't, couldn't have anticipated and didn't know was a lot of her poetry was very um, autobiographical. So she was speaking about how she felt as a woman in the house that's raising exhibit. <laughs> like there were very personal pieces and and very honest, raw pieces, like a real artist, right? Um, and having that in my house and I'm like taking pictures of the pages because I'm trying not to like ruin anything. I'm, I'm treating it so uh, special. I, I That's just something that I'll never forget from Exhibit or a lot of the wisdom that Exhibit's dad told him and he passed on to me as I was uh, able to work with him. And that type of wisdom hasn't stopped as evidenced by what we're going to talk about right now. Um, X posted something August 25th of this year. And I happened to be going through something in my personal life that kind of uh, mirrored what this was talking about. So X says, and posts something that says rather on Instagram, it's weird how people can match negative energy, but never positive energy. And I took that on Because what did he say? Simple as that. That was his caption on that post. It's weird how people can match negative energy, but not positive energy. And it's always interesting because you get people that say things like, no, keep that same energy, keep that same energy. And it's usually in a taunting on site, on site. Okay, yeah, bitch, you you, you had a lot to say in that chat room. You had a lot to say in that classroom. Yeah, let me catch you outside. How about that type of energy? And it's like, whenever you hear someone say, match my energy, yeah, well, no, let's match energy. I, I heard you talking reckless. I'm going to match your energy. And in hip-hop culture, we have a tendency to... Mm, let me say it correctly. In hip-hop culture, we illustrate a microcosm of the entire world. The world functions a lot of the ways that you hear rappers talk about the world. It just looks different when we do it. Case in point, like I said on July's episode with my sister Wendy, people say, oh, there's so much misogyny when uh, men in these videos have these uh, video vixens running around in scantily clad outfits, hardly anything on. They're objectifying women. And I told my sister, that's a great observation. I just want to know why one would want to introduce me to that language watching rap videos when Budweiser commercials have been on 
and on Super Bowls for years, decades, before hip-hop was, was out and or invented. I just want to understand why people feel it's pertinent to tell me about misogyny or uh, sexual objectification of women imagery when it comes to the music that I ended up self-identifying positively through. Because gentlemen, I'm choosing that word, have unfortunately objectified women throughout history, throughout mankind, not just on this continent, in every and any continent. My angel Onet is from Ethiopia. I'm sure if I sat her and asked, sat down and asked her how women are treated differently than men, not trying to make it a good, bad, or indifferent sort of a situation, she can tell me a few things where, oh, yeah, we're expected to be fill in the blank where gentlemen get to fill in the blank. Um, mind you, I've never done that, so I don't really know if that's true. However, just from the things that I've studied about other civilizations, not Ethiopia, unfortunately, but just other civilizations in not American, again, world history. Um, and just now with social media, we're so connected to so many parts of the world, you don't have to uh, go look in a book. I've heard that his story, history, gets written by all of the victors, everybody that won the war. That's why it's harder to catch the story about, uh, let's just say, Pocahontas. You hear the romanticized version of that story. And then, you know, if you do your digging, if you go to college and learn, oh, wait, all the white settlers brought, what, diseases and raped and took land that wasn't theirs. Wait, that's not what they told me in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? Didn't he discover America? You know, so uh, I think about the microcosm of the whole world that hip-hop culture represents. And when I hear people being able to match negative energy, again, this podcast seeks to raise your vibration. So we look to keep high vibes and high energy. Um, last year, the entire year, every episode looked at certain emotions where it resonates uh, via physics and sought to make sure that all of us learned where things like consistency hit, where things like enlightenment, love and joy hit, uh, intimacy hits when it comes to making sure that we're keeping our vibration in a good space. So the question becomes and remains, how is it that folks are able to match energy when we're talking about fighting? When we're talking about jealousy, when we're talking about um, fear, when we're talking about doubt, when we're talking about shame. Because if I'm, you try to diss me, I'm going to match your energy and I'm going to try to diss you right back. And diss is short for disrespect when we're talking about, you know, uh, hip-hop jargon and stuff. So just slang in general. Um, I feel like that stuff is important to point out because in this life and in this world, there are a lot of folks and a lot of people that decide to resonate lowly 
they keep their energy at the lowest resonating emotions, which I believed were, I know number four was fear. I can't see number three. Number two was doubt, I think. And I think number one was shame. So far as how resonating, how high resonating uh, emotions are, look at frequency, emotion frequency chart. And uh, maybe anger? No, anger was five. Anger is actually a higher vibration than fear. I cannot see what three is. Shame, doubt, not mistrust. Ooh, whatever it is. Onet is looking it up right now, thankfully. But um, those are the lowest vibrating emotions. Anger, fear, uh, uh, shame, doubt, um, when we, oh, guilt. There it went. Thank you, Wyana. Guilt. When I think about these low vibrating emotions, I can almost see any human doing them. You can see the people that get angry. You can see the viral fights. World Star got its whole entire platform. The Shade Room, backbiting, fighting, hip-hop, and loving hip-hop, rather. Um, battle rapping is fighting, is dissing, is, making, is trying to shame you in front of this person. Let me see if I can shame that person. It's conflict. It's fighting. It's like, like wars, right? If you look at a U.S. history or a world history, how do you even talk about where a country has, has come from if you don't start to talk about all of its wars? And then you start to talk about who raided, who's, who stole from, whose people were shamed, and they said, hey, all those people are bad. We need to hurt those people. We need to enslave those people. Don't that sound like world types of stuff? So anybody can resonate lowly. Anybody can attach themselves to low energy. And that's the energy that in love culture we call ho-ass energy. It's just ho energy. So when we say rockets up on these hoes, it's because we're deciding to find a higher vibration and align with it. Mind you, let's say that the vibration I'm on is called fear, the fourth lowest vibrating emotion. The fifth lowest, aka one higher, is anger. So if I live my life in fear of something and then decide, I'm not going to keep living in fear. Man, fuck that. I'm not living in fear. And you know what? Fuck you. And da -da -da. if I were to turn to anger, I'm actually digging myself out of my downward spiral. I don't want to remain in anger <laughs> because that's not the best place to be. But it is getting you higher and closer to joy, peace, love, and enlightenment than staying in a space where you're living in fear, okay? So going back to this exhibit post, it's weird how people can match negative energy but not positive energy. A lot of folks have a hard time matching your positive energy because they don't decide to align themselves with positive things in their lives. Um, at the top of this broadcast, I always make sure that we ground one another. And one of the lines in that grounding says, you, do you realize that you're winning by the fact that you're living this life? You're living, you're here. You have the opportunity to turn it all around. 
change whatever you want. If you're a religious person and you're like, you like Christianity, there's a dude named Saul who slaughtered like thousands and thousands of Christians who changed his life around, turned his name into Paul, and bro wrote like hella of the Bible. He thought differently, he became differently. As a man thinketh, therefore he is. Because there's always this this beautiful thing called grace and forgiveness that's provided to anybody. This is not a religious podcast. I am a spiritual person that believes that anybody who attaches themselves to anything that connects all of us like love, like positivity, like music, like universal truths, like all of us breathe air, like those are good things to, you know, decide to attach yourself to. Anything that unifies us, not divides us is something that I fuck with heavy and believe in. So when I say that, because a lot of people choose not to be positive, they end up being left with all that's there, the rest of it, which is usually less than positive. I say less than positive because the one guarantee in life is death. There's other guarantees. But the one for certain, like, I don't care who's ever walked this earth. They've never escaped that. So if you leave anything to just living, what I'm saying is you're guaranteed atrophy, attrition, demise, erosion, and eventually death. That's what just regular living, the arc of living, that's the story arc of living. So if you're guaranteed that, the question is, are you getting the most happiness? Are you getting the most love, the most joy, the most positivity, enlightenment, peace, understanding and reason? Are you getting those things in this life while you're here? The guarantee is just like gravity will keep pulling at your skin. That's how our skin gets saggy. People in their 50s get a facelift, depending on where you were born or who you look like. Uh, some people get facelifts. Some women in the industry, they get breast lifts around their 40s and 50s and things like this. Um, some, some people, you know, brothers, sometimes y'all, y'all nuts going to sag. It's going to sag. Understand me, and I'm not talking about the niggas that's on strike. I'm talking about your nuts. They will, if you wear shorts that that happen to resemble like Magic and Kareem and them shorts from the NBA back in the day, I'm guaranteeing that 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 bullular situation is gonna whoop or whoo. It's more that it's because it's gonna droop. You hear me? It's gonna get pulled, huh? Gravity pulls on everything. And if you've been living 70 years, then gravity's been pulling on your body for 70 years. I love my uncle, rest in peace. That's why he stopped uh, wearing shorts. And he had the funniest stories about why he doesn't wear shorts. Because he was on a beach one day and he thought that he was like the man because everybody going by, all the ladies, ooh, okay, oh. And he was like, yeah, all right, you looking good too. And And, uh, someone who knew him kind of went up to him and was like, Jew! He said, yeah, you know, all the ladies, <laughs> no, Jew, and pointed down because he's on, you know, he's sitting. He said, baby, my nuts was getting sun. 
I'm like, okay, this conversation's over. So uh, my uncle's one of the funniest men that ever walked this earth. But I'm just saying that to say, in a real way, this life pulls at you. It doesn't give you facelifts automatically. It pulls you where? Down. Gravity is bringing it down, right? So this is not a... um, a broadcast where I'm trying to convince you of this. I'm just saying, if you're not doing things that keep you lifted, if you're not always looking towards the higher side of life, not by getting high every day, ladies and gentlemen, to all my 420 enjoyers, um, (laughs) that's not the type of high I'm talking about. I'm talking about of your own volition, in your own way, Are you reaching for your highest vibration? Are you going from reason to love? Are you going from love to joy? Are you going from joy to peace? Are you going from peace to enlightenment? Because those are the five highest vibrating emotions. Um, Being in a positive state means that even if you're at that fucked job, that you're not enjoying, it's boring. You do the same thing every day. Your boss keeps getting younger and younger. You keep getting passed up for promotions. You're wondering why the hell you're still working there. Oh my God, didn't I have an idea for that book? Why am I even doing this? I'm such a fucking loser. This isn't going well. All of those thoughts, while you're living that particular side of life, you have to find something that gives you the lift the face lift, the emotion lift, the energy lift that can allow you to match someone's energy. They say the divorce rate is down. For one of the first times in American history, the divorce rate, ladies and gentlemen, is not down because people are getting better at relationships. The divorce rate is down because people just stopped trying at marriage. 2020 started the trend of the divorce rate going down. Now, I get it in 2020. It was probably hard to get married in 2020. I got that. It was the pandemic. But since folks have repeatedly not turned to one another, not turned to love, not turned to companionship, trust, forgiveness. I'm not saying everybody's going to be perfect. TJ and I are very open about how our shit goes and has gone up and down, it's the choosing one another over and over again, the fidelity of that, that ends up keeping you matching that positive energy. In your dead-end job, how are you keeping a smile on your face? Do you go to the gym, make some friends afterwards, after your happy hour? And they say happy hour to talk about drinking, which is escapism, that's not happiness. That's you escaping from your life. Getting high, that's escaping from your life. No, how are you full full in hell well consciousness deciding, man, this is making me happy. This is making me smile. Not this is making me, but I'm choosing happiness. I'm choosing this beautiful smile while I'm in this person's presence. Not always romantic. Where are your friends? Where are your co-collaborators on something fun? Whatever it might be. I don't know if it's a startup. I don't know if it's going salsa dancing. I know one of my angels is salsa dancing now. Uh, For my anniversary, I went salsa dancing on a fucking whim. It was a total and complete surprise. 
oh my gosh, exhilarating. I couldn't even, I was like, I haven't danced in years. I'm so happy I'm here. And man, I was not great. I'm going to say I'm, I was not great. My, my outfit was cute, but it wasn't conducive for salsa. Salsa is a fucking sport. So having a bunch of flowy stuff when you have on heels and stepping on your stuff and blah, 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 it just didn't make for the best uh, uh, particular dances. But boy, did I laugh. Boy, did I smile. Boy, did we have some of the best. Let me tell you the best example of matching energy in a positive way, and I'll get on to the next thing. The best example of matching energy in a positive way. I've been dancing salsa since 2008. 2018 made 10 years. 18 to 23 is how many years? Five more years. So I've been dancing for 15 years. TJ Wilkins learned to first dance salsa when he was in elementary school. I only know that because his elementary school instructor was there at this salsa joint. I can't make this up. That was the craziest shit. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, that guy right there. And I wish I could have shown you how young this dude looked. Uh, Oscar, thank you for dancing with me, Oscar. Oscar, Latino gentleman, grown. But when you're dancing and when you spend your time moving, you got calories burning off of you. You got the beautiful music. I have a... um. A bracelet on right now on my right on my right hand that TJ's aunt in Las Vegas got me. Shouts out to her. It says, where words fail, music speaks. And when you have music giving you energy that words can't give, and it's keeping you, I'm talking about I don't speak Spanish. I mujer. And something that's a girl. I do know that. Hello? Thank you. They was playing some of my jams. Devour me otra vez. That means devour me again. Ooh, sexual. Thank you. So, yes, they were playing some of my favorite jams. Uh, the, the El Cantanto was, the, the dude was singing his ass off. Um, everyone in there, even people who were physically maybe not as capable as other people for whatever their reasons, everyone was smiling. Everyone was moving. Everyone was clapping. Everyone, like, was celebrating something. Like, it was a vibration that you want. I don't know what those people do for a living. Everybody there wasn't a millionaire. But did they own some form of a positive vibration that everyone else in there matched? From the DJ to the band to the singer to the bartenders to the... Bus boys, the bus boys came over and looked at me and TJ and was like, hey, what can, what, what can I get you? What drinks? They got us drinks. They don't, that's our first time being there. It's just, when you feel abundant and you feel like you're so wealthy with all things positive, you just overflow and give. When your cup is full, all of that energy that runs over you have to look and say, who can I share this with? Who can I give this to? Y'all, when I don't feel it, my angels can tell y'all, Onet is here, Q is here. When I don't feel like my cup is, is in the right space, if I'm not filled up myself, man, sometimes we've been here late at night where YM was trying to feel that her cup was filled before I could have some sort of spillage over to share with y'all. 
I can't match or want y'all to match a positive energy if I know I'm kicking out some fake shit. I can't. Energy doesn't lie. So I give, I mean, that's a, that's a long explanation about how my brother Exhibit can talk about how weird it is that people can match a negative energy but not a positive energy, not just in hip-hop culture, once again, over the entire world. Um, a lot of people don't choose happy. A lot of people don't choose positive. And if you think I'm incorrect in that, I would like you to look at your Explore page. Because your Explore page was algorithmically and perfectly catered just to what you generally click on. And if it's all lusty and conflicty, even if it's not physical conflict, it's a guy talking crazy on women or a woman saying this is why niggas ain't shit and this is why that is why da 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 da. If that's what your timeline shows you, then it's revealing to you your vibration. And if you want to change some of that stuff, man, you got to start throwing some happiness in. Look at your meals every day. Are you constantly in a drive-thru? Are you rarely feeding yourself real actual food because you're always throwing in coffee, YN? I've been better. I've been better. I know. But I'm just, I want to do that so that I check myself in front of them so y'all know I slip. I slip. I do. I be slipping sometimes. But also when I do eat, don't I try to put something green on every one of my plates? I try to put something green. I try to put something that's biodegradable. If you leave this shit in nature, will the bugs come get it? Okay? Some of your fast food dishes, go, go check the history on that. You can leave them in the wilderness and not a living organism will gravitate towards it because it's not fucking food. It's not real. It's tasty, it's cheap and affordable. And you'll know that you'll note that there are more of those spaces in Compton, in uh, Watts, and less of them in Bel Air and Beverly Hills. Just saying, and y'all can make your assumptions as to why, but the positive energy gets matched when more people are positive. We need more positive people so that there can be more marriages, so that there can be more love, so that there can be more people. Even if you're having to duke it out and have some, some hard discussions, at least you're doing it with people who are reflecting to you some form of reason, love, peace, forgiveness, something, something high vibrating. And that concludes the break it down portion of this. Much love and happy birthday still to my brother Exhibit. I love you a lot. Um, I love your entire family. I'm thankful to know you uh, and your beautiful family. Rest in love and heaven to your parents, grandma, and I just thank you for sharing all of the wisdom and all of the love that you've shared with me over the years because um, it's helped create the YN that's doing a podcast today. Exhibit was the first person I ever told I was doing a podcast to. Exhibit thought he was naming the podcast. And I can't tell you that name of it because when X does this pod, that's going to be the name of his episode. He's not going to remember, but I'm going to tell it to him when he does the pod. So. 
Sorry, I brought you guys in, but I had to stop and not give you the full thing because boom, bap like that. That's how that happens. Um, keep going. Virgo seasons. Virgo seasons uh, taking us to the high Y. High Y is where folks within love culture, a.k.a. the listenership of this podcast, get to interact with the pod in a real way and ask questions that I answer right here on air. This is coming from one of our resident masterminds, the PsyD, a.k.a. at Mitzen Okada, M-I-T-Z-E-N-O-K-A-D-A. <laughs> Mitzen Okada, I don't know why I got tripped up at the end. Um, a Virgo as well, the 1st of September. Uh Oh, wow. Was it the 21st night of September? No, no. 22nd night of September. Okay. Yeah. Fall Equinox is, is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. So when you're when you're hearing this, if you're getting the energy, the seasons are changing. And all the leaves are brown. And the bottom California, California dream. I don't know who sings that, but I love that song. Not the Doors. Not the Eagles. California dreaming. I don't know who's in this song, but all the leaves are brown because I'm thinking about fall equinox. Thank you very much. Um, so this high why is from our girl Mitzen, the resident PsyD, doctorate of psychology degree holder, therapist, traditionally practicing in love culture. She asks, hey, lady, I have a high why for you. I'd love to hear you do a deep dive on plastic off the sofa and how you see that it relates to outgoing convo about relationships. Ooh, nice. It's kind of like a second break it down. Uh, love you, queen, and would love to hear your thoughts on this. Well, I think the best thing to do is pull the actual uh, lyrics up. Plastic off the sofa lyrics. Boy, I know you can't... Help but be yourself around me, yourself around me now. And I know nobody's perfect, so I'll let you be. I'll let you be. It's the way you wear your emotions on both your sleeves to face you make when I tell you that I have to leave. Oh, to the face that you make when I tell you that I have to leave. But I like it, baby. Oh, but I like it, baby. This is the best song on Renaissance. Let me tell it. Shout out to Sid the Kid who produced it. Um, but, uh, they're too hard. Uh, we don't, uh, need the world's acceptance. They're too hard on me. They're hard on you, boy. I'll always be your secret weapon in your arsenal. Oh, that's so sweet. Your arsenal. And I know you had it rough growing up, but that's okay. I like it rough. Uh, even when you let your feelings get in the way. I like it, baby. I like it, baby. Oh, Say you won't change. I love the little things that make you you. Oh, the rest of the world is strange. Stay in our lane. Just me, just you and me and our family. I think you're so cool, even though I'm cooler than you. <laughs> I love that. Boy, I love that you kids. It's a very long song. But I love it. Uh, boy, I love... You can't help but be yourself around me, yourself around me, sugar. Well, you're tripping. I know we'll make up 
and make love. Oh, when you're tripping. Okay, I know we'll make up and make love, so I'll let you be. I'll let you be. It's the way you listen when I'm crying. You let me lean in. It's the way you want one more kiss after you say you're leaving. Uh, But I like it, baby. It's a lot of words. Respectfully. Respectfully. Because she sings it so beautifully, I don't realize that it's different words every time. Um, That's one of those songs like I love. And then if I had to perform it, I would be like, why does none of this repeat? It's a lazy brain on my part. Respectfully. Beyonce, you can do what the hell you want. Okay. Queen Virgo. Um, Mitzen, this is a... I, I, I'm happy that you asked this because I had never realized the depth of these words. Um, and especially if she actually is talking about Hove, which why wouldn't she be? We don't need the world's acceptance. They're too hard on me and too hard on you. And I'll always be your secret rep- weapon in your arsenal. I know you had it rough growing up, but that's okay. And when you... Uh, I like it rough, even when you let your feelings get in the way. I like it, baby. I I think about that, and I think about TJ and me. Um, I'm going back to your question now, where you're asking, uh, doing a deep dive on the plastic off the sofa lyrics and how it relates to outgoing convo about relationships. When you, goodness, you're going to actually fall right into something I was going to do for my YN's words of wisdom. I'm just going to put them here. You can't. You can't fall in love until you feel safe. You you think you're doing a lot of loving with all this bad boy stuff, with all of the, you know, ooh, I like a gangster. Ooh, mama, I'm in love with a gangster. I know he a killer, but I love that nigga. That's a rap song from back in the day. Um, You think all that shit is cute, but the reality is, You're not enjoying the breath of relationship and love like you think. I don't care love making. You know, some people be like, no, it's that fucking that when you when you, uh, you know, make up, make up sex and and, and when we have those fights. But then when we get back together, oh, that be it. That's that's it to low vibrational people. I can't even have great sex with somebody that has a low vibration like that. Um, it, you think it's great sex because you don't know no better, right? It would be like a young person being like, no, nah, it's always, no, ain't nothing better than being, you know, 16. I'm 16, I'm, I'm in full uh, 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 grown man strength. You're not at 16, by the way, but you know, you, you young, your dick stay hard for 20 years. You understand? You can eat everything, not gain a pound. You know, you on the drill team and the basketball team and the football team. And, you know, I, I, I'm just making all this up. I'm, I'm literally making one profile for all, you know, gentlemen, ladies, non-binary, whoever you think you are, when you're young, you be feeling like you got it all. You got it all together. And all it takes for you to do is get about 21 and look at yourself when you were 16 and think your smartest thought. The smartest thing you thought at 16. And as you're 21, you'd be like, nigga, you ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like, that was the dumbest thing I ever thought. Or that was not that. That was not good. That was not it. And if you think that's something, don't turn 28. Don't turn 28 and then look at your smartest thought at 21. 
you'd be like, oh, I thought I was so much more on top of this shit. I wasn't. Mm-mm. No, you weren't. Oh, and don't, if you think 28 is something, don't get 35. Don't get 35. Ladies and gentlemen, my point is, as you keep ascending in this life, evolving, growing, if you're doing life like we talked about in the Break It Down segment with the exhibit post, if you're matching energy that's positive with other positive people and you're having positive reflective moments and learning and loving and living in an in a amazing way, what you're going to realize is with every year, all you're doing is making the pot of love that you can collect greater. I listen, you think you know love. You think you know love until you learn how to share your life with a mate. Y'all think y'all know love until you bring love into this world. Y'all think y'all know love until you see your grandchild come from the love you created. I get to watch my mom and dad be new grandparents to Winter and Carter. Wava Life and, and Whitney Fly had babies and we have seven months old seven-month-olds, about to be eight-month-olds, month olds, running around, the, the twin cousins, 25 hours apart. And I thought my mom and dad loved us. We get to the house now and be like, oh, we got some food. Nigga, you ain't eat yet? They don't talk like that, by the way. They don't talk like that. That's Look, I will get my head rocked, so let me, let me be nice. But uh, no, when the baby is there, <laughs> hey, mom, did you? Shh. Wait, what? <laughs> You loved me like one year ago. You know, the the grandbabies, the new love, the new life, these babies. You're going to give and pour in everything. That's why everybody loves puppies and kittens when they're babies. Then they turn into dogs and you'd be like, damn, your shit stink, right? Because it just turns so old so fast. And you'd be like, oh. I look at this song, Mitzen, and Love Culture, And I think about when you've been with someone as long as J and B have been together, you've survived, your marriage, your partnership has survived what Jay-Z has proclaimed as the ignorance of his youth, where with all the millions and all of the money and all of the things that he had acquired on 444, if I heard him correctly, He said, it took for me to have a daughter to literally understand the world through your eyes, a woman's eyes, which is why when they had the album, The Carters, the one, yeah, 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 uh, ape shit, I think, and and all the rest of those songs, he spoke on there, uh, my friends, I goes, your friends, the song, yeah. There's a song called Friends, though. Um, Jay has a verse on there that says, what you don't understand is, I'm so in with my wife now at this point in the game. I don't care what ends up happening. If this building is about to burn down, we'll burn down in it together. Tata will take care of my kids if I ever stop breathing. And if you don't understand how I understand, then we can't be friends. Like, he's devoted to this love that he's created with his wife. And he only understood it Not when he got a million dollars. Not when he got a Grammy. Not when he was able to move his mama out the hood. Not when everything was... It was an evolution of himself. Some of y'all 
our JBP loves. You guys know me because I was featured on the Joe Budden podcast in April of 2022, right before my birthday, literally one week before my birthday. Um, and one of the parts that Joe and I, uh, well, all the boys and and I were speaking about was the fact that when I was speaking on TJ's and my relationship and how we had to get things right after things were wrong, I was saying, yeah, I said, if you get a guy with money, it's going to get even, it's going to be even more challenging to get things right at that point because of the fact that money helps people, not just men, money helps people distract themselves from the responsibility of self-development. Nobody loses in this world from your lack of knowledge for you. If we're talking about being a leader of a new school, no one in this world loses because you don't know yourself. That's why when you go to school, they don't have a you history class. They have his story class. You can learn women's history, rebellious women's in history class. You can take up physics, calculus, shit, regular algebra at the collegiate level. You can even do a remedial math. You can do English. You can do philosophy. You can... You can Learn all of the shit in this world and out of this world. Astronomy. You can learn all of the sciences and all of the liberal arts. And I don't care how well of a liberal artist you are, how well of a fine artist you are. You can have a master's of fine arts and be an amazing portrait painter. Just because you can paint people don't mean that you know them. And you can study psychology for other people and never take and do the work on yourself. That's why everybody who's a therapist isn't a quality therapist. They just have the qualifications, right? Having a certification or a licensure doesn't tell you anything about the quality of the person or the person's work who has the license or the degree or the money or the anything, right? Some of y'all know people that got Grammys and you know 16 people in your hood that sing better. Hmm. I'll leave that alone. Y'all know people. Look, I'll leave that right alone because I got too many friends in this industry. I don't want to start. I don't want to start making things weird. All of this is still going back to you, Mitzen, and your question for the high why. Um, the authentic self and how one does love effectively, let me tell it, is rampant through these lyrics. Being able to be yourself, even if the world is coming for you, I'ma be your secret weapon. I don't get, y'all, I can sound crazy. I don't give a good doggone what TJ Wilkins do, especially as we see ourselves going closer towards this marriage thing. Um, you, you, you're not going to be able to divide us up based on some comments, based on what you saw, based on a stumble or a fall on both of our sides. I don't care if it's me or it's, or it's him. If we ever stop this thing, it's going to be because we've decided to stop this thing. Let's take it not in the context of a marriage, since people think that marriage is such a weaker bond now. If my dad ever were to do something that everyone else deemed cancelable, y'all can suck my dick. I'm never not going to rep my father. Ever. 
Figure it out. Deal with yourself. And I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying I know I'm what some call loyal to a fault. And gang is gang. Wendy Louise Vaughn, in the back of this house right now, if y'all thought she did something cancelable, if someone came for my sister, I can tell you that half of Los Angeles is in the car. We're coming for you. It's not cute. It won't be kind when we get there. That's the energy on negative side. We will match. Fuck you mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, the reality is, in today's society, Mitts, and you being a therapist yourself can probably speak to this, you and Urban Counselor, as both of you are, are, are therapists, and any of the loves who are listening, and even non-loves, new listeners, I hope you guys are listening too. Y'all can all think of bonds in this life that you would stand beside, regardless of anything that came at them in the world. Um, and if you can't, that's, you know, that's another feature we would have to talk about on a separate day. Because I would imagine it would be way more challenging for a person who doesn't know that they could stand beside someone through thick and thin till death do they part type of uh, friendships. If you don't have those sorts of relationships without a marriage, without falling in love, then I could find it, I could see how it could be very challenging to ever give yourself completely over to a partner, give yourself completely over to a man or a woman or a non-binary person, however you all love. But the idea for me is I have a mom that I don't care what she does. She's not cancelable to me. We've had ups, we've had downs. And you go out and see the emotions and I'm going to stand right by that woman, period. We could have gotten to it right before we hit the stage. There have been shows like that. And I don't give a doggone what happens on that stage. That's my mom. And the person next to me is usually my aunt or my sister. Like, it's all family. It's a whole family business. So I don't know where this trend came from, where we treat uh, marriage like the most expendable relationship, maybe because you can buy your way in and buy your way out of it, and you can't buy your way out of blood relationships? Maybe? I don't know. But um, there's something in today's DNA, there's something in today's water that has people assuming that marriage is expendable or it's not as viable Um, There are some celebrities currently going through divorce and um, I've listened to interviews of one of the folks that made up the marriage and what was said was the person I married wasn't in it for the monetary benefits. And as we're getting this divorce, I don't know who this individual is now because they're seeking out exuberant amounts of money for for what? I have no clue, you know, um, which one of the top three reasons for all the top three reasons for divorce, divorce deal with emotionality. They aren't the person that I married. We've grown apart. They've changed. Those are the, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I said one of those wrongs between the one and the three. 
Um, number two is for sure one of them. But um, being able to communicate, as you're talking about the outgoing convo where relationships are with those plastic off the sofa lyrics, being able to communicate and find common ground and find love again through all of the uncertainty, that's a gift. And it's a gift that people who lead, leading a new school, a school of thought here, people who lead lives where they forgive themselves and they, uh, they'll put themselves back in good graces and positive energy with themselves, it always is going to come back to the self. That's why this podcast is so big on that self-awareness and vibrational piece of all this. We have a society of folks that are pumping fear and blood through their veins every day whether you're fearing COVID, you're fearing love, you're fearing divorce, you're fearing getting cheated on, you're fearing getting fat, you're fearing, I don't know, you're fearing some other xenophobia. They're going to come and get us. Those people are taking our jobs. Those people don't respect our rights. Those people don't think I have a right to live. Fear, fear and ignorance and stupidity because the only difference between Ignorance and stupidity is whether education has been presented or not. Dude, we take that into our most intimate situations with self and with our potential partners. And when we're always in that sense of hypervigilance, hypersensitivity, I always think someone's out to get me. They just want me for my money. What you're projecting onto other people, you're probably thinking for yourself, to yourself in some way, shape, or form. You're probably hypersensitive to yourself, especially being in this industry. Oh, if I eat that, I'm going to gain a pound that's going to look bad on camera, blah, 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 blah. If I do that, hypervigilance. If I leave leave this here, then someone's going to come take it out of the dressing room, or I'm not going to be able to, or with today, if I go out there, is someone going to throw their camera Are they going to throw their camera at me while I'm on stage and I get hit in the face? Is somebody going to take and throw water on me? Is somebody going to, if I, if I'm my true self and I wear this, this dress that I like is the press, uh, not the press, is commenters. You want to talk about who we're fearing these days. Some of the low energy commenters, common folks right there on your social media apps are the biggest source of fear for living authentically and living a life out loud, living love out loud, love for self, love for who we are, love for what we do. Listen, at some point, like I said, you can live a life in fear, but anger is above fear. At some point, we got to say, fuck them and just rise above whatever the low energy people want to do. I'm not arguing with nobody that has energy lower than mine because it means that I can see you and you can see me. And because I'm used to resonating high, I'm not used to arguing with people. I'm not used to low energy people in my space. So if I meet one, Wyann takes the responsibility and says, oh shit, I'm low. I'm on a floor of this building I'm not used to being on. I got to go get back in the elevator and go up. This podcast, raise it up. I got to get back where my people is at. And if I'm 
I, and I got to find a way to do that. And in positive relationships, that's what happens. We find ways to keep resonating highly, going up in our relationships with our friend circles and all those sorts of things. So this Beyonce song and how she's speaking on Hove, especially after the stuff that they've been through. Yo. She's loving him through hardships growing up. If you don't think that people's growing up uh, patterns affect how they're going to be a partner to you when they're 40 and 50, you've got a rude awakening on the horizon. Which is, again, another reason why people are just saying, fuck marriage. I don't want to be stuck with it. I don't want to have to deal with you and this and that. The rest of the world is strange. But you and me, baby, we stay in our lane. That's one of the lyrics. And that's something that I'm going to end on because that's how I feel me and TJ do. That's how I feel my mom and dad do. My mom and dad are wild boys and girls. Listen, (laughs) them some wild bonds right there. But let me tell you something. If you think anybody could be as wild to them as they are to one another, that would be a bad day. That would be a bad day for anyone. So I'm going to use the YN's words of wisdom that I had before. And I'm going to segue us into the actual YN's words of wisdom that I just decided to change to at the top of the pod. Um, Man, let me tell you something. You can't get to real love if you feel unsafe. It's not until you have safety. I don't care what gender you think you represent. I don't care what type of anatomy you have downstairs or upstairs. I don't care about any of that because I'm not just talking about romance. If you don't know that you are safe, you hardly get to all of the human parts of life. Let me explain why. This Maslow character, Abraham Maslow, in psychology, five hierarchy of needs. Your most physiological is at the bottom. Like you need air to breathe. You need health so you can have lungs that open up when you need to breathe. You need, you know, water. Uh, You need sex, actually. Um, Your body needs exercise, regardless of what you think. Um, These are things that you need. Needs, physiological needs. One step above that is safety. Clothes, keep your skin and body safe from skin cancer producing sun rays that can that can burn literally burn your skin all right we don't have to deal with that because we've had ancestors that dealt with it before us so that's why things like clothes were invented the elements i have on my uh love lounge la raise it up why love lounge la uh crew neck which i guess i can sell you guys i don't know but i have them I just never showed them to you guys. I don't know why. But the crew necks, you have on a love culture hoodie. 
Onet does. Because when it's cold outside, we have to be safe from bone-chilling winds, icy nights, even just autumn breezes. If you don't have enough clothes on, you will get sick. When it's raining, you need these clothes. You need stuff that protects you. Safety keeps you safe. Hair on your head keeps you safe from getting burned. Skin keeps you safe. Safe, safe, safe. Right? Shelter keeps you safe. When you're an educator, um, one of the things they tell you is you have the responsibility of keeping the learning environment safe. So when people are disruptive in your classroom, they're actually creating an unsafe environment for the learners and for the learning process to occur. Um, Every time folks disrupt the flow of class, they threaten the safety. Um, And it could be a class clown just being funny, but if that class clown keeps it up, the honor roll student might say something disrespectful, and now you have a fight on your hands. And that's not safe. In Los Angeles, we've had a few things like overcrowdedness, a class that was meant for 25 students. I had 36. Some classes have 41 students. And there's only 24 tables in the room. You guys have heard me talk about some of my stuff from the places where I used to teach. And that overcrowdedness is a safety issue. Literally, if a fire breaks out and people rush for the door, someone's going to get trampled. Someone doesn't have a space to be in a place to... If an earthquake, we're in L.A., Earthquake happens and you have to what? Duck, what is it? Duck, cover, hold? Something like that, no? Duck, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm in trouble. But uh, duck, cover, hold. If I have 41 students in a room and there's 24 desks, this is a safety issue. And if we're in Los Angeles, there are high schools that are designated blood high schools. There are high schools that are designated crip high schools. And we, we generally know this, and almost if we see an individual from another side walking into the high school, we almost immediately get them sent to the counselor's office to see if they can't make some form of a switch. That's how unsafe being taught in some of the areas of Los Angeles are. How do you think the grades are of students that are constantly distracted by class clowns? How do you think the grades are of the student that didn't get gifted with one of the desks so he's having to do his work standing up? His environment is literally telling him there's not room for you here. How well do you think the earners of grades are in the school where every day they're looking over their shoulders to make sure a gang brawl doesn't fall, befall the school. Learning is an artistic thing. People have different methods and ways in which this soft information stays in and introduces itself to your brain, your psyche, your system. If you're running for your life, 
because a crip brought 16 of his homies to a blood school because the other day he was threatened in third period. Who's, who's really opening themselves up to the gift of ballet? Who, what kinesthetic learner is really trying to get their form together when their necessity at the time is to run for their fucking lives? How well are educators teaching when they're not sure if one of their students has a weapon on them because they're being picked on by other students? These are the things that plague K through 12 types of environments here in Los Angeles, but I'm not going to make it an LA thing. Nas talks about dropping out of high school because it was the only place that he knew where all the gang members would be, all the street guys would be. And if I heard the documentary or recall it correctly, I think his dad was the one that suggested that he drop out of high school. When you don't feel safe, you're not open to new ideas called learning. Very, very similarly, when you don't feel safe, like I just got through talking about in the high Y with Mitzen, if you don't feel safe, you're not opening your heart to the vulnerability needed to have a deep connection with someone. Why would you? I'm looking at the disparity within our relationships. And I say this as TJ's and my relationship just made seven years on the 11th. That was, that was the, the applause from the angels. They, they, I just wanted to make sure that you guys heard it. Um, TJ and I make seven years this year. And that happened on 9-11, so it's a Virgo. We have a Virgo love. Jeez, why did we do that? Poor us. But no, I mean, yay us. Ha, 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 jokes. But um, what I said at the top of this pod still remains. Your followership, how you have relationship with the ability to follow tells me everything I need to know about the effectiveness of your leadership. If you're only comfortable when you have all the answers, you're not comfy in your own skin. You didn't have all the answers when COVID hit. You don't have all the answers when you become a parent. Because I don't care how much you know. I, I had a social worker, an LCSW, a licensed clinical social worker, working for DCFS as one of my students in my court-mandated parent education classes back in the early 2000s because she, a Black woman, said a Black mama type of comment to her child. And whatever discussion was happening at the child's school that day, the child repeated something that his mother told her, him rather, something that his mother told him. And the educator of the son reported the mom. This is a woman who protects children for a living. This is, nothing is, <laughs> nothing is certain. When you have a child, it's a relationship. And any relationship that you have, you're not 
100% in control. That's another reason why people aren't doing relationships today, because they want ultimate control. How many, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean it the way that it's about to sound, but allow me grace in saying this, knowing that I love and look at the positive effects of building all humans, not Black humans, not humans that listen to hip-hop, all humans. Just take this in for a second. Facts. Black women matriculate and graduate in school at higher rates than who was originally deemed the model minority in this country, which was uh, folks of Asian descent, gentlemen and ladies. Now, unless that has changed since I last researched that in a scholarly peer-reviewed journal, that was accurate up to less than five years ago. And if Black women are getting all the education, graduating, also start more businesses than any other demographic in the U.S., head companies and things like that, that tells me that left to their own devices, if you leave the Black woman, the educated Black woman in a room alone, she's going to get some shit done. Y'all saw Scandal. Black women will keep the free world okay. Mind you, that was a fictitious show, but I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. Another statistic that's way older, so I don't know what the accuracy of it is today, but I'm going to say it because it was true at one point in history. The Black woman, the educated Black woman, not the Black woman, the educated Black woman was the most divorced demographic at one point in American history. And I say that because at the time, that was when marriage uh, divorce rates had just gone from 50% to 66.6 or two-thirds, 66.6% or two-thirds. And that was the rate for America. And it was already understood at that time that America had the highest divorce rates in the world. Therefore, at that time, The Black woman was the most, the educated Black woman, not any Black woman, the educated Black woman was the most divorced statistic uh, on the earth. I bring that up because in all of the lower energy conversations, whether it's on one of the blog sites or uh, some programming, in conversations and in imagery, we're always seeing a reinforcement of the strength of a Black woman as well as the inability to have relationship of the Black woman. Effective relationship. Intimate, effective relationship. And as I started all this, I said, if you show me how well someone can follow, I will show you the actual effectiveness of their leadership. What I mean is when I look at an individual like what we just described in statistics with the Black woman, if she's able to kill it in the leadership stance, the questionality, the the, the questionability of her effectiveness in relationship comes when you look at the followership. 
if she's unable to follow the direction of another, the question becomes why. There are a myriad of reasons. One of the reasons we created this podcast was at the request of Black young men who listen to hip-hop music. We've talked about that thousands of times at this point. Hundreds of times, that might be an exaggeration. Lots of times, it might not even be a hundred. Lots of times, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> Hyperbole at its finest. But um, what I've learned in doing my thesis, my graduate work on um, the evolution of the maturation of identity formation of young Black men, especially those who love uh, listening to hip-hop music or identify within the hip-hop culture. There's a lot of directionality that's missing from the mentorship side where Black boys in America who love hip-hop are concerned. That's what my research tells me. My research tells me that Black women are so smart and bomb at getting things accomplished and getting things done that they also have a hard time once they find a lack of positive discernment within a predictable partner like a Black male, if they don't see leadership skills, if the positive energy ain't being matched, or just the energy in general, the leadership energy, if that isn't being matched, they're having a hard time obeying, submitting to, following the direction of the Black man. This happens because there's a lack of safety in that relationship dynamic. Black men following the direction of a Black woman is familiar. Why? At the last time I looked, 87% of homes in America, in the Black community, that were at mid-range of socioeconomic status or below, 87% of households were headed by Black women at that time. Again, all this information could be old, please go look, but it was true at one point in the last 10 to 20 years. And those 10 to 20 years, the children of those relationships are now in dating ages. That means these are the motherfuckers that y'all are trying to love. If you don't feel safe because the person that you're trying to take direction from has never comfortably been put in positions of power, to lead and direct other people, therefore they're not very well practiced at it. How does a person who's always been put in leadership positions, who's getting better grades than all of her other demographics in the collegiate setting and starting her own businesses, becoming millionaires and thousandaires and all this stuff, how does she learn to soften herself to the leadership of someone that her discernment doesn't recognize is killing the leadership game. That's one. Gents, how does the ego within the maturation of you also learn, okay, I need bolstering in learning about myself so that I can learn how to get to a point where I can take on the privilege of creating a family and leading a household. I would love to do that. I know a lot of gentlemen that would love to do that, but they're still working on themselves. 
And where things get dicey is the 32-year-old woman looking at the 41-year-old man like, he has a decade on me. I know he's ready. I know he's about ready to settle down. And that man who's had to raise all of his siblings, whose single mother is still asking him to buy her things because he moved her out the hood, He's been a man of the house since he was a kid. So all he wants to do in his manhood is be a boy. You just a baby boy. You not the real McCoy. I've been running these streets. That was the movie by John Singleton talking about the Black man in America and how he calls his house his crib. His friends are his boys. His woman is his girl. He's literally kept the sensation of being a young person. Listen, it's hard to feel safe if, as an adult, you think you're being led by a child. It's hard to feel valued as a leader if every time you make a decision, you feel you're being questioned by someone who you're trying to lead. It's a mismatch, unevenly yoked situation, unequally yoked situation out the gate. And I was, again, keeping in stride with the high why uh, and bringing the idea of what love and leadership of a new school and a new school of thought could look like. The new school of thought that I offer is where... Both parties recognize the places where they're strong. Both parties recognize, okay, I'm good at A, B, and C. You're good at X, Y, and Z. Let's lean in in those spaces. Keep being great at the individual things that we're great at and lean on one another where we see we could be better. That takes honesty that takes vulnerability, that takes communication, that takes trust, takes courage. And these are some of the things in the spaces that we have a hard time getting to because we think we're going to be exploited or we're living in that vibration of fear and we think someone is going to use our words against us, our weaknesses against us. Those are the places where you're going to have to keep reintroducing yourself to yourself so that you know exactly who you are. So when you go home to the compatible partner that you think you have, you can affirm yourself and reassure reassure the relationship to say, no, honey, I'm really in this thing. I'm really here. Like we talked about at the top of the pod, you reintroduce yourself so that you know you really have something down. Give you this last example. In math, you learn how to add one plus two, three plus four. You do that until it's clockwork. Once you have addition down, they say, all right, what's two minus one? What's four minus three? And instead of ascending number patterns, you descend and you learn the relationships between ascend, descend, add, subtract. And you do that till you got it all the way down. And then they keep you recognizing adding to things and subtracting the things 
But instead of it doing it one at a time, when you get to third grade, they say, all right, do it again and again and again. So it's not just three plus three. It's three plus three plus three. You start to do it and now it's three times two or three times three. They'll make you do the exact same adding and subtracting, but now you're doing serial adding. That's called multiplication. You know what three plus three is. It's six. So when they say three times two, it looks different, so it scares you. But if you know your math well and look at it, okay, three times two, how many threes? Okay, add it twice. Okay, boom, that's six. If you're able to do that and you get multiplication down, they fuck around and throw in division. This is when a lot of people fall out of love with math, by the way. The division, the decimals, the percents, the fractions, all of those are just division. Every single one of those. And that's when people be like, man, fuck this, I'm out. I'm going to be on the block selling selling whatever. You understand me? Like They're like, I'm not about to play with y'all. But it's just serial subtraction. Or it's a division problem that looks differently, three different ways. But the reality is, it's the same thing you learned in second grade, because division is fourth grade. The same thing you learned in second grade, only they're going to show it to you in a different way. Do you know the same math you knew in second grade if it looks different two years later? Once again, like I told you in branding, like I'm telling you in relationships and building security, building something that feels safe, you're going to have to introduce and reintroduce yourself to yourself a lot in life. And when it's going to matter the most is when the environment looks like it changes. Six divided by two is six take away two, six take away two, six take away. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 excuse me, six divided by two is how many times does three go into two? You don't, how many times does three go into two? What am I doing, guys? I'm looking at this backwards, excuse me, now that I'm saying this. Like how, six divided by two. How many times does two go the fuck in to six? Thank you. And it's three fucking times. You want to know why? Because three times two is six. And you... And if you know the, the three times two thing from last year, when you get to fourth grade and look at how it goes the reverse way, you won't be that confused as I just said that shit right now. Because I know that shit sounded confusing because it's 2 a.m., 1 a.m. It's 1 a.m. So my brain is on, but it's on backwards. You know what I'm saying? So I have to reintroduce. No, I'm fucking with you. But no, I, it's, but it's a, I, I promise you guys. And if you think you know addition, they're going to throw it at you in multiple ways. And then once you have all of this down and now you can divide 56 divided by seven is eight and you can times this and that. Now they're going to say, all right, smart nigga, 1.7 plus 3.8. Now notice what they do. They make the numbers look different, but they take you all the way back to the beginning of relationships, which was the addition that you did in first grade. The subtraction that you do in second grade the multiplication you do in third grade, the division you did in fourth grade. They're doing the same thing in fifth grade. They're taking you all the way back to the beginning, only now they're jarbling up the numbers. So now the question is, do you know addition even when the variables look strange? Do you know yourself when you're in a classroom? Most people would say yes. 
I would assume. Some people would say yes. Okay, cool. Do you know yourself when you're in your job? Most adults, you've been doing that work for a minute. You know yourself. That's great. That's great. That's great. Do you know yourself as a millionaire? Most people will have a harder time being able to answer that because they'll be like, well, I've never had a million dollars. Okay, hold on. But if I were to ask you, what do you look like at home while you're in your office? You're not there either. You're not at home right now. You're here at the office. So why are you able to see who you will be and what you are at home if you aren't there right now? Didn't you have to visualize that? Well, yeah, but I've been there before. Oh, so if you've never been somewhere, you have a hard time knowing who and what you'll be when you get there. Well, what I know is if you're spending your dollars wisely, you'll probably spend hundreds of dollars wisely. If you spend pennies wisely, you'll probably spend your dollars wisely. However, if you have a hard time knowing what you'll do when you have multiple dollars and multiple pennies, it tells me you might not be doing too well with the pennies and dollars that you got now. Or if you think you're doing well, the question is how well. You know what I'm saying? People have an easier time telling you how things have been than visualizing how things can be. And they do that so often that most people will recycle to you their old stories, their war stories, all the things that have ever happened poorly, bad with them. Even if you're trying to introduce them to something new and what you think is a, a easy, a beautiful way like love or like learning and things like that. Oh, wait, no, you just, no, it's the same thing. You're just adding instead of one plus one, it's 1.1 plus 1.1. It's, it's not scary. It's like, no, 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 no. I've never been good at math. Nope. I, I No, I remember when I first saw this and I was in fourth grade, I, I fucking failed that test. And I wasn't fourth grade. I'm sorry. I was fifth grade and I didn't do well. And then I never got the money I needed. And you know what? See, that's why the man, <laughs> people start to go into some shit. That's why the white man ain't doing this. And it's like, hey, yo. People have rehearsed all of their excuses when it comes time to turn something positive, even the things that have been negative, when you look to start to turn it positive, people are so well rehearsed on the things that have gone wrong and negatively in their world that they have a hard time visualizing when things are better, how things could look when they get better. And because they can't, you, people think it's like, I have to see it to believe it. You have to believe it if you want to see it. You have to attract that thing into your space, into your world. Y'all, I don't know how y'all think I look on here, but a nigga done lost almost 20 some odd pounds. Me. Done lost about 20 some odd pounds. After the longest time of, this shit don't want to come off nowhere. It don't want to come off nowhere. What in the fuck am I doing? I'm just... But if I go into that and say, man, that's why it didn't work then and I haven't been this and that now and da-da-da-da-da. When you start to give life, the universe, your old script, it's going to keep giving you your old results. And God had to sit my black ass down and tell me, if you think you have more weight on you than you want, 
Why haven't you asked me to take it from you? Why do you try to do all this yourself? Do you not realize you have help? I said, damn, this nigga's a G. G-O-D. No, no, he really is G. But I was like, I said, well, well, Lord, I, will you take some of this from me? He's like, will I? Do you want to ask that again? I said, Lord, take this. Take this excess. Take it from me. I wanted, I, I, because I, you know I work out. That's not the issue. I, I work out, I, this and that. I, I wasn't eating. Let's keep it a stack. I wasn't eating. Um, and being in constant stress, my body was in fight or flight more than it was in rest and digest. When you're in a stressful state, your body won't even digest food the proper way. So it wasn't a lack of trying for working out. It wasn't any of the other stuff. I humbled my, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. You understand? You will hear from heaven if you turn from your wicked ways. And in my head, my wicked ways was my egoic self. And I says, why do I think I'm supposed to hold on to all of this? Why do I think I'm supposed to be holding the world together? Why do I think that I'm supposed to take on all this weight? And God said, beats me, but I've been waiting for you to ask for some help for the longest. I was like, ooh, sassy, Lord. My bad, y'all. But um, this is my literal relationship with God in my head, so you guys have to to deal with it. Um, But since I became lighter, worked out less frequently, took more rest in like God told me to do when I got this tattoo in 2017, May of 2017, took in more rest and trusted his process more fervently, more outwardly, then the excess began to melt off of me. Coupled with, because faith without works is dead. Coupled with, okay? Coupled with, oh, I'm going to the gym. I'm, you know, eating better. I'm making sure that I'm on point like Fife when it comes to not eating and laying down, taking in calories that actually add nutrients to my body. But it wasn't, oh, why I need to work out more. Why I need to starve herself more. I was doing all those things. It was a psychological, energetic weight that I was carrying. I know that sounds crazy and weird, but I wouldn't be the follower of my leader that I am if I kept it any less real than I'm keeping it. I asked for the help. I humbled myself and abandoned that wicked way of evil, uh, rather ego is what I meant to say. I asked for the help that I actually needed. And God was like, I never meant for your body to have all of this weight. Not the physical, you know, D-cup arms with these D-cups. Life, hello. Um, But just the stressors that I've been carrying. He didn't mean for those to be mine anyways. And because of that, let me tell you, the type of safety you feel when you rest in the arms of something bigger and greater and more loving sometimes than you can be to yourself. Hello? Allah, the Buddha, Tao, the Great Spirit, the universe, God, Jesus Christ, 
I don't care how you see it. It's all good, man. If you rest in that goodness, I can guarantee you more answers, more love, and more light in your life will be your result. And that's, in my opinion, how you get to a place where you feel safe enough to really let yourself drink in all of your self-love that you deserve. You're worthy of it. You deserve it. Ask for the help. Put your fucking ego down. Yann Vaughn. No, no, no. And everyone else. And anyone else who it pertains to, by the way, by the way. Um, pay your dues. <laughs> Um, pay your dues. Hair by Quista. I'm still rocking your braids. I know you told me to take them out of six weeks, but I'm too cute. So, sorry. Uh, but yes, look, Hair by Quista. H-A-I-B- What? H-A-I-R-B-Y-Q-U-I-S-T-A. Hair by Quista did these rocking ass boho, bohemian, bolo, bogo braids. I, f- I can't remember what they're called. Y'all, y'all know what they are. Um, and... Uh, I'm in love with them, just like T-Pain was in love with a stripper. So it is what it is. Uh, put my I Love the Do More Than You Knew, uh, the light spray on to kind of give it a little bit of extra sheen. I don't know if it worked. I've been working out on this hair. I just talked to y'all about my workouts. More of my workouts have been yoga now. You saw me do it, yeah? Walks and uh, yoga and things like that, where, you know, I'm trying to do all the extra stuff before or whatever. But also... Um, saunas and going back to playing my basketball. But playing my basketball is something I actually like. So I just do it because. And if anybody was in one of the last love lounges uh, right before I did this episode today, y'all know that my my JB wet. Wet. It's so wet. It doesn't say swish. It says thwith. Okay. I have a lith with mine. Hello? Sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. Okay, I love the do is my is my uh, light spray. I L O V E T H E D O U X. That is uh, my cousin Maya Smith's products uh, all around the country and at thedo.com. T H E D O U X dot C O M. Uh, number two, pay your dues. Exhibit my brother. I love him. Make sure you guys are following him. Just showing him love for all the. Great things you've learned about him and his family this episode. That is at X-Z-I-B-I-T. X to the Z exhibit. I don't know why I thought that that how, that's how he sounds in my head. Okay, respect. Um, number three and four kind of are both about love culture. Uh, let's let's just shout out the Virgos of love culture since y'all don't let me not shout you out. Um, at Mitsun Okada, I love you. At Urban Counselor, I love you. These are the masterminds, urban underscore counselor. If anyone's keeping count, Mitzen, Okada, I am M-I-T-Z-E-N-O-K-A-D-A, Mitzen Okada. Um, love Kina Bean. That is, damn it, Kina Bean on Insta. I just know her as love Kina Bean. And then love Goldie. Goldie is uh, Kina Bean's birthday twin. And their birthdays are a week after Nuji, who was 818. So they are 825, if I'm not mistaken. 
But um, damn, I can't see their their ads right now. But I love them. Onet's looking it up. If, if we can find it, perfect. If not, don't worry about it. Um, come to the Love Lounge on AMP or Instagram Live and you can meet all these people. They're pretty amazing folks. All of love culture is, but the Virgos just shout it. Ego. No, 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 I'm messing with y'all. But um, on AMP, one of our creators in our community uh, passed away. His name was at Eman31, E-M-A-N 31. Um, I know social media is something that can be kind of trite and trivial for a lot of people. But when you build real connections, you build real connections. And E-Man is someone who would come into our radio stations and uh, his famous line was just showing love in these amp streets and he would come in and make sure you didn't have no one. You know, sometimes new creators come on that app and you can't play music if you don't have at least one listener. So if somebody didn't have a listener, he would go and be the listener. He would go in and if other people were on, if we're on for love culture, he would just come in and be like, showing, just showing love in these amp streets. And he called into the Love Lounge and definitely hung with us before. He was younger than me and married for almost 20 years. Uh-huh. So he had a lot of love. And just to show you how real these connections be on social media and how much they they end up mattering to the communities there, um, I think he knew he was passing away. And one of his last wishes was for his son to carry on his amp radio station under his name. So... At Eman31, E-M-A-N-31 on, uh, wait, E-M-A-N-31, yeah, on the app AMP. If you don't know what that is, it is Amazon Music Prime. Um, make sure that you get on there. And if you happen to see that account, give it a follow. If you see it live, give it a listen because it still helps Eman's son who has taken over his page. Um, and I just thought that was so beautiful how somebody wouldn't think like, oh, it's just it's just social media. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, you build real communities on there. Love culture is a perfect example. We built real communities in real life on that app, uh, on these apps rather. Um, and the last thing I want to pay dues to is of course, raise it up. Why at R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y. Um, all things pertaining to love culture, raise it up. Why the podcast and even Yann Vaughn um, technically can be found there. I used to give out my my uh, website as well. Um, YannVaughn.com, all spelled like my name. If you just say it into your phone, they don't know the fuck me. You understand? Like, hold on. Just go to Raise It Up Why, bro. And you'll see. Yeah, it'll be fine. At Raise It Up Why across your socials, you'll end up finding everything else that you need from me. And uh, press follow while you're there. I have uh, subscribes. Uh, I have subscriptions available on Instagram and Patreon. Um, once again, go to Raise It Up Why. Send a DM if you want to. I talk back to DMs on Raise It Up Why only, not my other page. On Raise It Up Why, I talk back to the DMs there. Um, thank y'all for hanging with us. Um, October 4th, we'll be performing. The Vaughn family will be performing in Hollywood 
at a venue called Owyanna. Hold on. I sent it to somebody, so I do know what it is. I sent it to TJ. <laughs> so let me go. Ooh, he be sending me pictures of himself. Uh, Grandmaster Records in um, Grandmaster Recorders is what the place is called. Grandmaster Recorders is the venue right in Hollywood off of Coanga. Um, the Emotions has a show in Ontario with the Shy Lights, Heat Wave, Stylistics, and more. That is November 18th, just so you guys know and can come out and support. Um, TJ has a birthday and a birthday party that we're doing on the 8th. DM Raise It Up Why. I'm not going to put that on fucking this public-ass platform. DM Raise It Up Why. R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y if you think you're interested in meeting up uh, to celebrate TJ. And I think those are all the dates that I have right now. Do we have anything else? No, I don't believe so. Um, Thank y'all for being here, for being present, for listening with love at any of the parts of this broadcast that might have sounded pointed. Um, Anything I give, I try to only give from a a place of research or a place of uh, using something as an example so that we can make it more universal, use something as a specific example, but then we can universalize it and expand it to all of humankind, all of mankind. Uh, Because all of this, this whole platform is for everyone. It is not for a particular set of people. Nobody was targeted in this. Everything that we spoke about today was stated out of love. I just know more about Black couples because I happened to research the viability of rap music in adolescence in the Black community. So that's just my my research base. Um, But again, different orientations, sexual orientations, gender-wise, different abilities, ethnicities, cultures across the world. I thank you so much for being a part of Love Culture, for being here with us. And I just... I want to say thank you. And until next time, stay with me. The Bullcat!